At a UFC fight night, Rotterdam, Holland. You and I were there once. A place we're familiar with, yeah. Yeah, totally. And uh, do you remember that crazy uh, drive? We drove from uh, like Helsinki or something like that. We took the ferry. Yeah, Helsinki, yeah. yeah. We took the ferry, which is like a 15-hour ferry ride. And then we had uh, Andra, that, you know, that warrior driver drove i was like i think the whole trip was almost 30 hours or something like that it was crazy that yeah. trip was nuts man to get from helsinki to rotterdam and then right when we crossed into right before we left germany we got we got nailed by the cops for being overweight and then we had this, yeah. that whole debacle of like unloading the van driving some people right to the to the border of holland at some rest stop and it was a fucking mess man you know what yeah, it was like a parking ride yeah you know what else we discovered that same day? Black Pete. <laughs> you remember that shit? Yeah, of course I remember that. It's crazy. <laughs> the Dutch are the Dutch are interesting people, man. You know, like uh, progressive society. I remember like a long time ago when I was in Europe with Anodyne. We played in Holland, and uh, you know these like crust punks were criticizing the United States because you know we uh, we stole New York from the Indians and all the you know, Native Americans and stuff. And uh, that same country has uh, a little mascot from Morocco named Black Pete that accompanies Santa Claus, which I find like some of the most... Ri- like that, that's literally some extreme racism, man, you know, like that they just get away with over there. I think that's it's really- crazy. It's totally racist. Like, what's he do? He puts you in a sack and he brings you to Morocco. Yeah, for, for anyone out there who doesn't know who Black Pete is or Svart Pete, um, when Andrew and I went, to, we were in, on tour in Europe and we were in Holland and it was after this long hell ride of, you know, 27 hours of travel. We, we got fuel at this fueling station and we both, or I remember I went into the, um, the store, the shop part to get like coffee or something. And then I noticed this like weird, like these, it was Christmas time. So there was these weird like cutouts of like this little black kid with like red lips and earrings. I'm like, oh wow, this is interesting. You know, it's uh, you know, kind of racist, kind of weird. And um, when we got to uh, Nijmegen, we were whatever Rotterdam, wherever the hell we were going, we asked this guy about what's up with these like uh, little black people. You know, these little black kids. He's like, oh yeah, ha, oh, that's Black Pete, and he broke it down. And, like, apparently Black Pete's, like, this little Moroccan kid who accompanies their uh, version of Santa Claus. And for the, the bad kids, Black Pete throws them in a sack and kidnaps them and brings them to Morocco. It's fucking weird, isn't it? It's so weird. I mean, dude, there were people in, in, in blackface. Yeah. You know? And oh, it was yeah. totally okay. Yep. And, and, and it's like you would think that 
Holland was a country that didn't have any type of population of black people, but there's a huge population there. It's insane that they even still partake in this type of ritual. Yeah. Coincidentally, one of our, one of the fighters we're talking about is Dutch and he's also a black guy. You know, Alistair Overeem. So this whole thing. Overeem thinks about that. You know, I really, you know, it's funny. I, I actually, that's a good question. I wish if I ever meet Alistair Overeem, I'd like to ask him what he thinks of Black Pete. <laughs> Maybe not the first question, but <laughs> so, yo, what's up, man? How you do? Hey, Alistair, what do you think of Black Pete? You know, that might not be a good way to start off the conversation. Actually, it sounds like it would be pretty amazing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like yes, uh, we have uh, Black Pete. Um, you know how they have those weird, that, that those kind of interesting accents. You know, those Dutch guys. Yeah, totally. But um, so anyway, this fight card. There's some interesting fights on it. I got to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, not a lot. Maybe half dozen. Most of the dudes on this, I have, I don't know who they are. I mean, there's like a couple, of, couple notable guys though. Like the the latter part of the main card is filled with some pretty pretty good fights. Totally. You know, and uh, yeah. So I don't know. Let's get. Where do you want to get started on this one? Well, real quick, do you remember what that um, German police officer said to us? No, I don't. Tell me. He said, your tour is over. <laughs> we showed him, man. <laughs> the Germans always love to just fucking rain in your parade, man. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It yeah. Was, <laughs> your vehicle is overweight. Your tour is over. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Well, we fin- well, it wasn't. We finished the tour, man, and we showed him. So the hell with that guy. <laughs> That guy's still probably patrolling that lonely expanse of road between uh, yeah. Holland and Deutschland. So I think we got the last laugh in that situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, this card's, you know, it's interesting. There's um, surprisingly some really good fights in the very bottom. And then some interesting fights up top. Um, the first one that sticks out to me out of the whole, you know, if you're starting at the bottom. Yeah. Is Horaguchi versus Neil Siri? I was gonna just say Horaguchi fighting on the. I think that's like the prelims, like the early prelims. Yeah, if not Fight Pass, it might even be like the headliner of Fight Pass. Yeah, actually, he's the headliner of the UFC Fight Pass early prelims. That's uh. Well, you know what? Honestly, they've been doing a lot of interesting shit with Fight Pass. Like I think the uh, the um, Rafael dos Anjos title defense is on Fight Pass against Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not necessarily like a, a cut and pay to be on Fight Pass these days. Totally. I, I mean, also especially because in, in back in the, you know, not too long ago, before the Reebok deal, it was crappy to be on the Fight Pass because you lost sponsors. But now that sponsors aren't even really part of it because of the crappy Reebok deal, I mean, you're still getting your, you know, pay to show and then your win bonus if you win. You know, it's, it's not a huge difference, I guess. Um, though people on the bottom of the card don't usually win the bonuses. That's the downside. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember, uh, like when, when it was, um, when Uriah Faber was like headlining the, uh, like the, the fights, the Fox sports one, there was like this discussion about like, arguably he might actually get more eyes on him because some people, not everyone buys the pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. Against Frankie Sainz. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was the fight I was thinking about, you know? And they just announced that. He's fighting, I wish I could remember who it was. It's a good fight. Oh, um, Frankie Sands is fighting uh, Eddie Wineland. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. That fight just got announced. Cool. So, hey, before you want to get started, you have a couple words about uh, UFC 200 or anything like that? It seems like everyone's... Yeah, actually, everyone's, I, wanted to, I want to touch on that a little Everyone's bit, yeah. talking about, um, you know... Uh, well, first of all, Conor McGregor's lack of participation in UFC 200. And, um, you know, people are, like, not so excited about it, what I think is a fucking awesome, you know, long-in-the-making grudge match between John Jones and Daniel Cormier, you know? I mean, that's... There's not... I mean, that that's a legit... There's like that's a totally legit headliner for UFC 200, in my opinion. That's an awesome fight. I mean, yeah. One thing on the on John, he's so lucky he got that OSP fight before he got DC, because the John that showed up versus OSP would have had a really long night against uh, on point DC. I don't know if he would have lost. I think it would have been crazy close though. I don't think it would have been like their first meeting. So it was good that he was able to work off some of that rust. Also, you know, he's physically different. I mean, he was, he looks huge. You know, he's been doing a lot of powerlifting, so. Yeah. He looked giant in that OSP fight. I was interested, interested to see how all that weight training might have affected his abilities, but, you know, they don't, it didn't seem to have affected anything, really. You know? Right, it didn't look positive or negative. I mean, I guess somebody was saying that the, uh, there was some, some audio on the coaches and Greg Jackson said something like you know he gassed or like it, it, it he got more tired than he should have and he blamed it on the power lifting yeah i don't know man maybe uh pull back on that stuff during training camp you know i don't know you know maybe do that yeah. shit on the off season or whatever but yeah uh, well someone like that doesn't have much of an off season for sure yeah that's true but um, but yeah ufc 200 i mean what a great card um dc versus jones 2 is going to be awesome off the top of my head, I can't actually think of a lot of the other fights on it. I think um, Misha Tate is fighting Amanda Nunez on it, right? Yeah. Well, there, and um, some other yeah, fights well, there, on it that are really good. There's the uh, interim uh, featherweight title fight between Frankie right? Edgar, Edgar and, Aldo. and Jose Aldo, which is like, you know, once again, you know, Frankie should be fighting for the title, in my opinion. That dude's done more than enough to deserve that. And um, my my thing is is uh, back when they announced McGregor versus Diaz, n- no one really cared about that fight. Now that they're not on the card, people seem to be outraged over it, which I think is like really interesting and kind of funny. Hmm. Because you remember that shit? You remember when they announced like Diaz McGregor two? And oh yeah, no one ever, you know most people are like, who cares? You know, even I mean, people that were fans of McGregor too were just like. You know, whatever. You know, it wasn't a big deal. You know, and now, now there's this big uproar. I got to say, I think I think a lot of it's just the press, like on his nuts, and that's really what it comes down to. It's just like, I wonder. I really wonder what real fans think about this stuff because the press tends to blow everything out of proportion. And you know, he's a press darling because you know, whenever he opens his mouth there's some sort of controversy, you know, and there's some sort of thing to write about. So, you know, I don't know, man. What do what, what you got? Any, you got any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, he started this whole thing out saying, I retire. Yeah. And it was interesting. It was like, is he really retiring? I don't know. He just had a teammate who fought someone in MMA in Ireland and his opponent, the opponent died. Right. And I'm sure that affected him in some type of way. 
Um, and it seemed like maybe that had something to do with it. And then he's like, um, pulled off of UFC 200. He's like, I don't, I'm not going to fight on it, but I don't know. It's just like he went crazy and he's not going to fight on it. He wants more money. Um, I think one of the Fertitta brothers was like, you know, uh, I can't believe he's saying that he doesn't want to fight. It's the first time someone's been guaranteed $12 million or something crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, definitely the biggest purse I've ever heard of in MMA. And um, I don't know. I don't know if he really asked for even more or, like, what the hell he's trying to do, but I'm really glad. I'm not a fan of Dana White no. generally, but I'm really glad that he put the kibosh on McGregor in this situation because the dude's just out of control. I think, in my opinion. yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But and my my thing is like, you know, his crying about how you know I'm obsessed with avenging this loss and all this other shit. And like, first of all, rematches used to be when there was like a close fight. You know, when there was like a narrow, like a decision or a split decision, it was close. He got finished in the second round decisively. And honestly, everyone talks about that first round. I don't really see him. I don't really see much in that first round. Really, I don't know if you watched the fight again. For a guy who didn't have a training camp to do as well as Nate did in the first round against anybody is fucking awesome. I mean, McGregor wasn't really connecting. It was like, if you really, anyone who knows anything about boxing or, or fighting, you know, it's like Nate was moving his head as the punches were connecting. You know what I mean? He was kind of slipping the punches. So there wasn't a whole lot of impact with, I would say, about 70% of the punches that McGregor landed. Like they weren't clean shots. You know, and I don't think it was like this blowout. Oh, I won the first round. I mean, maybe I don't know. I I can see some judges not scoring it in his favor. You know, but whatever. McGregor lost. If McGregor didn't get submitted, he was about to get knocked the fuck out. That's why he shot or fell into that takedown attempt. You know, that was a desperate move because of a guy who knew that he was about to get his lights put out. You know. So why does that garner a rematch? You know, I mean, there are guys out there who have lost closer, who have lost close contests that never got a chance to have a rematch. You know, like do you think those guys out there aren't obsessing over wanting that one back or having another shot? So I just think he's a fucking weak, mental, per, mentally weak person, and like, and for him to to really obsess over this one loss, he should just move on, man. He's got to go down. You know, he's got Frankie to defend his title against. You know, he's got other fights to make out there. You know, and also his, you know, oh yeah, the press, the press. You know, I do too much press. His whole success was based on him doing press. You know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, man. It's like that's what made him. That's what put him on the map. So yeah, it's total bullshit. Him saying that. You know, he he has been the one that's nurtured the persona through the press and been the press darling and just been on top of it and doing these tours and being like, look at me, look at me, look at me, until all of a sudden say, no, I'm not going to do it this time. And, and, And making, you know, saying, oh, I did too much last time. And it's like, dude, you're the one that had the full camp. Yeah, totally. You're the one that wants the rematch, but you had the full camp. He had like nine days or something and was in Cabo. You know, yeah, he was chilling, like drinking tequila or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, and you're the one that gets the rematch. But he's obsessed about it because that's the character he's built, and that's why he needs it back. I think he needs it back for a 
lot for himself, actually, because he needs to be like, all right, I'm still a winner. I won this. The guy who beat me, I was able to beat him. And then also to show the people, see, I can beat him. I don't think that he would, actually. I don't think he's and going think, to. I, yeah. If if they ever fight again, I don't think a, a Nate Diaz in a full camp. I think that if it's gonna, he's gonna get an even a worse beating than he got. Like that, you know. I mean, Nate is gonna administer a, a worse beating on McGregor. Because in that second round, man, Nate was tagging him. Man, he was finding that rhythm. He was working his range on him. You know that reach advantage. And there was like a, some really good knees in that in those clinches that I think really hurt McGregor. That's that was what ended the fight really is the knees. You know. Yeah, I mean McGregor was was tired. Yeah, and it, you know it was definitely the the knees to the body. It was also because McGregor was throwing hundred percent punches. Yes. And the thing is, is before when he's throwing hundred percent punches, people have gone out. Right. Exactly. So he's never had to throw tons of these hundred percent punches. Whereas this time he's like, if I just if I just connect one time more, I'm gonna get him. One time more, I'm going to get him. And then before he knows it, he's like, oh, shit, I'm tired because I've been throwing these punches. And this, the result that usually happens, it doesn't happen because I'm fighting people who are at 155, you know, in this case, 170. Yeah. But what, what's, what's, the, what's the option? He's going to box Nate? You know, that, you know what, what's the, is that, is that going to work out any better for you? A guy who doesn't ever get tired, you're going to box him? You know? With an iron chin. Yeah, a guy who, who, who you're going to throw, like, put less on those punches and the punches that you put everything into didn't knock him out. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to try to box that guy, you know, or like, I don't know, man, I, I don't see it working out too well for him. And his jujitsu game is not even there at all. Like I know everyone's can't do like, anything with oh, him. Oh, oh, I don't care how good he is for what level he's at. He's still, you know, he's still not anywhere close to Diaz. No, no. And then, so I don't know. It's not gonna work out for him. You know what I mean? No. And so fuck it, you know, I, I just think the whole thing is just like I don't I don't think I think there are, there are a lot of guys out there who who would love to have had another shot at someone who's beat them and they never got that shot you know and I don't think McGregor should should get you know an immediate rematch to a guy who submitted him and beat him decisively you know the UFC wanted to get the money you know they wanted to strike while that money iron was hot yeah so I mean I don't know, whatever man it's it's all good you know. It's, uh, you know, fucking Stockton, you know. I knew they could prevail. I, I want to see the rematch because I want to see Diaz win again. Yeah. But but, I, I, but as that being, when that was announced as a headliner for 200, I was like, this is it? Yeah. This is what you got for us for UFC 200? Like, this fight will go in history doesn't mean shit. Nope, not It doesn't mean anything. No, there's no title, you know. It's not a title defense. It's like, it's just like a vanity fight, man. You know what I mean? It's like it's just some guy with a big ego who like wants to make himself feel better, and he's got millions of dollars, and that's it, you know. But I love, I love how the millionaire never beats the billionaire. You know, it's like, you know, you think the guy with the bigger cock in this one wins. You know what I mean? It's like fucking, you can't go against like the Fertitas with their billions with your little million dollar purse that you got. You know. So it was a good slap of reality for this guy, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I see the next few fights for him being tough. I mean, even say he does fight Nate, say that they announce, say they announce at two hundred, he's still fighting Nate, just somewhere else on the card, or if he fights him at two hundred one or whatever. I see Nate Diaz beats him all day, man, and then what, what does he do after that? He moves up to lightweight. 
Good luck. Good luck with Khabib Nurmagomedov. Good luck with Rafael Dos Anjos. Good luck with those guys. You know? And, you know, McGregor got submitted in the second round to a guy with 10 losses on his, on his record who had 11 days of preparation. That's all you have to say, man. You know? You know, I know that he was, he's like, oh, you know, like, you know, I, I didn't manage my energy efficiently enough. I'm like, bitch, you had a full fucking camp. I don't want to, that's, a, that's an excuse, man. It's just like the lamest, most weak-minded excuse there is. You just got beat, man. Sometimes people just lose, and that's how it is. And he has not cut any weight. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, no one cut weight. Yeah, McGregor didn't cut any weight. It's like if you've been working on five rounds of cardio for a championship bout where you had to cut 15 pounds and still be okay, then it's like you should have been golden at 170. Your cardio should have been insane because you didn't have to cut any weight, dehydrate yourself, get back up to it. You should have just been like firing in all cylinders, man. Yeah. You know, those like capoeira kicks he was throwing were just they weren't even connecting and, you know, I don't know, man. It's fucking stupid. silly shit. Yeah, silly but shit. But we're a lot we're a lot luckier with what we got with uh, UFC 200 with Jones. I'm excited about it, you know. And any, anyone who's like gonna gonna like protest and not watch that is a bitch, in my opinion. It's like you're not you're not even a fan. You you don't give a fuck about all you just like is the flashy like lights. That's it. Like you're not you're not you should never watch another card again if you're not gonna watch that card. Oh my god! If people are gonna actually skip that card because McGregor's on it. They're not fans of MMA. They're fans of Conor McGregor. Yeah, exactly, man. Which yeah. is a weird thing. I mean, what are they, like, teenage girls who are, like, you know, infatuated with some cute guy on the cover of a magazine? Unless, unless you're... professional fighters, you know what I mean? Unless you're Irish. I mean, there are dudes I know that are Irish that love the guy because he's Irish. You know, and whatever, man. It's cool, you know. I'm not going to... That, that's I'm not going to front, you know. You got your reasons. Yeah, you don't got a lot of options on that on that uh, the Irish, great Irish hope in, in MMA. That's for sure. That's clear. If you look at the rest of the guys at his camp, you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> so, anyway, let's get on to this uh, Rotterdam fight night card. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. So uh, we touched on it a little bit, but to go back to it, Horiguchi versus Siri. Yeah. Oh, speaking of. Uh, Wait, Siri's English, right? Well, speaking of he's United, from, actually, Siri's uh, Siri's Irish. Well, there you go. I was yeah. I was right before I stopped myself. Yeah. So they're you know they're in the same weight class as uh, as Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. So yeah, the winner so, of this fight could oh. could, ha- could have a title shot. Actually, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's right. beating everyone else. They're looking. Well, for- Horiguchi already got it. He he got yeah. He beat in, he like, he lost to him. seconds of the fifth round. Right. But now it's like I feel like they're going through everyone's second round of of title contention. You know what I'm saying? It's like DJ is like beating everybody. They're looking for new new people to fight him. So Neri Siri, sorry Siri, if somehow if you I, I I'm 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 picking Horiguchi to win this one. Oh, for sure. But if Siri somehow manages to get a win, he can he can you know reasonably campaign for a title shot. He's certainly at least one fight away. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I like Siri. I think that he's really he's awesome. I mean, I think he's in his thirties. He's been around for a while. He's got great boxing. I, I really like the way that he fights. 
but the speed of Horiguchi is going to be too much. I just don't see Siri being able to use the type of boxing that he has against someone who's just going to be so fast and explosive and in and out. Um, you know, I think Horiguchi is going to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. No. But I just don't think Siri is going to be able to get off on it. Well, also that weight class is like speed is, is the name of the game and that 125 weight class. And also there aren't a whole lot of knockouts at that weight class either. So, I mean, I see this being a decision, but I see the decision going to Horiguchi. Yeah, I don't think that he's going to submit Siri or I don't think he's going to TKO him or anything. But I think, yeah, it's going to be a, probably a pretty pretty tough loss, I think. I imagine Siri's going to be pretty beat up at the end. Yeah. So that's uh, the headliner of the uh, of the, the fight pass early prelims. Actually, yeah, this, this just a reminder to everyone out there, this fight is actually on Sunday. Not Saturday night. Oh, that's right. What's it on? Is it on Fox? Is it it's on, on Fox? It on? Yeah, it's on FS1. Okay. Yeah, and and you know the early prelims are on Fight Pass. So, yeah, you know it's one of those uh, Sunday night fights. I'm not. I can't say I'm fond of the Sunday fight. Is it, it's on in the night or is it in the morning? It's at night. Afternoon. Oh yeah. I think it starts at like seven thirty Eastern Standard. Man, oh, no, 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 was... no, no, here we go. Hold on a second here. No, um, let me double check that. Hold. It's a, it's, it's a daytime Sunday fight. So it starts at 10.30 a.m. on the East Coast and 7.30 nice. a.m. On the, on the West Coast. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm kind of down with that 10.30 a.m. start time, man. Yeah, I like that, actually. I was going to say, that's, Get, that's fun, man. Yeah. I remember, like, I think there were some prides like that yeah. where it was like, I remember waking up with Thomas to when we we, uh, we bought the pay per view for Total Elimination, and it was like eight a.m. Yeah, it was like all right, we gotta watch Crow Cop fight eight yep. a.m. Yeah, get some coffee, you know, and like yeah, fucking it was awesome. Get I'm get down with it. There's only three fights in the early prelims too, so you know, and then we we switches over to FS1. Now that the FS1 prelims, there's like once again a lot of dudes. I don't know a whole lot about Did any of these names really. It was kind of like ring a bell. I think Rust, just the, Rust, the Rust, Avila versus yeah. Chris Wade fight. I was going to the s- only one that stuck out. That's the only one that, yeah, I was just going to say, that's the only one that really, really sticks out on that portion of the card, you know, and that's a, a lightweight bout. And, uh, Kabilov is a, a real exciting fighter, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like suplexed the hell. I can't remember the hell it was, but he suplexed the heck out of somebody. Um, Chris Wade just doesn't doesn't ring a bell with me, but I remember let's see, Hobby Love. You know, he had he had that his biggest fight he's ever had was against Ben Henderson and he lost that one. It was a decision. And um you know, he's, he could be on the upswing again. I think he trains out of Jackson's camp. Um I don't know a lot. I don't remember a lot about Chris Wade, but it's definitely still a fight that I'm interested in just because of uh Rustam Hobby Love. Yeah, it's like I, he's like a pretty brutal wrestler, Kabilov. Yeah. You know, he's like one of those like Russian wrestler sambo practitioners, yep. you know. It's like total brutality. Yeah, just like this tough, gritty, you know, monster in the clinch. Yeah. So I got him, you know. I, like I said, I don't know much about Chris Wade, but I got I'm, I'm gonna, my money's going to be on Kabilov to take this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to go for him just because of experience. And I think he's still growing. 
After that, I think we're on to the main card. Yeah, the, is, uh, the main... Krylov, is that the first fight? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Nikita Krylov and Fransimar Boroso. Yeah. And we got we got another wrestler here, Krylov. Krylov. How, how do you pronounce his name? Krylov? Krylov? Krylov. Krylov, okay. Young Al Capone. From Ukraine. He's a... Uh... He's real crafty on the ground. He just sort of goes for things in a very like energetic way. Yeah, he's like he'll take he'll, he'll take whatever opening that might be there, might not be there. Um, I don't know. He's a lot of people like him because he's fun. He's dynamic. He's very raw. Yeah. Uh, but he's got he's got good power and he's creative on the ground. Um, Frensimar Bahosa is. Uh, man, I want to say he's like. I remember him being like just boring, and it might have also been Goldberg just being like saying Bahosa a bazillion times, where I'm, I'm like just checking out at that point, you know? He's like talking through his teeth and saying Bahosa, and his eyes are bugged out, and I'm like, ah, I can't focus. Um, this is going to be fun, I think. Krylov is a fun fighter to watch, and. Uh, I don't know, it's tough, though, because he's so reckless. I could see him just getting taken down over and over again and trying for, like, some crazy sweep or submission. Um, but I hope he wins. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, is it's uh, it's going to be a, a grinding kind of fight. It might be a decision, you know. But I, I see, I see uh, Krylov uh, decisively winning over Bohoso. He's got one of those things that I think is very, um, I know he's not European, but like young European, or I guess at times, you know, young Russian and whatever area, um, where they can do things on the ground. They can do things standing. There's not a lot of phase shifting and they're reckless in a manner that they end up being on their back or, Maybe they're someone gets aggressive with them and they can't really maintain distance. They're not much of a pocket fighter. Yeah. Um, so I could, you know, I don't think Bahosa has that style, but I could see like, you know, if, if like uh, Patrick Cummins fought Krylov, oh, yeah. like you know, that's like the prototypical American MMA fighter. You know. Yeah. The guy who like when he wins, he still looks like he lost. Holy shit, man. He's exciting, though. I mean... No, I'm you know, down with him, like man. 21 yeah. takedowns. But yeah, I mean, like, oh my God, his his skin color makes him look like he just gets the shit kicked out of him because he's so pale. Like, if it was the 90s, Cummins would be, like, a superstar, I think. You know? Yeah. Like, he's, like, him and, like, Kevin Randleman or something. You know what I mean? They have that same sort of, like, go-for-broke, like, wrestler style, wrestler-boxer style. You know? Yeah. Speaking of Russians. I like Cummins. You know, when he started, it was like, oh, it's Cummins. He's fighting DC. This guy used to work at Starbucks, you know, yesterday. It was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous and stupid, and this is the dumbest matchmaking ever. But he's really turned into, like, a, a fun product, and I, and I like, I really like watching him. Yeah, me too. Actually. Speaking of Russians, did you happen to catch uh, Benson Henderson's debut at, uh, at Bellator? Man, I saw all the highlights, and there were so many highlights, and holy crap, he got the crap kicked out of him. Yeah, man, that was a mistake, I think, going up to welterweight for your first fight, you know. Um, you know, Andre Koreshkov, like, I, like you know, I, I've, I've been paying it. I haven't been watching every single Bellator, you know. I can't tell you who all the champs are, honestly, um, mm -hmm. but I've been 
sort of paying attention to them and, and uh, I've seen him fight a couple times and um, when, when I heard that that was going to be his debut I was like man I don't know man you sure you sure you want it? you don't want to go down to stay at, at lightweight where you kind of belong really you know yeah it's disheartening because I, I love Benson Henderson man and like I think he's a cool cool fighter and, you know at, at, at lightweight I think he's pretty effective you know and I think that at lightweight whoa <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. Cat attack. That's cool, man. I think at lightweight he has a shot at being the champ there, you know. And uh, but yeah, I think it was too ambitious to go up to one seventy for your first. Even fight. there, man. I think I think Michael Chandler's the champ there, it, or is yeah. it um, Will Brooks? Will Brooks is the oh, champ. Oh, I Will Brooks. Yeah. Will dude, Brooks is kind of like a wild he, style though fighter. He's. I don't see Ben Henderson beating either of those guys though. Really tell you the truth yeah i think i think that chandler's too strong uh his boxing i could see him clipping henderson stopping the takedowns and um you know henderson doesn't he's a volume fighter he doesn't knock people out he doesn't tko people i mean when the hell i don't remember the last time was he won by not decision i guess uh shoot uh when he beat um thatch at welterweight Oh yeah, but you Submission, know, Thatch yeah. is just shown to have such a a hole in his game uh, on a, the ground. A hole in his game, yeah, on the ground. You know, it's just like this black hole of of non of non-existent skill, unfortunately, because he's so fantastic on his feet. Uh, and then in, in the near fight at one seventy, that was really close. I think it, was that near. Uh, no, oh God, why am I saying near? Not near. Um, uh, man, that Cuban guy. <laughs> Shoot. Thoroughbred, uh, Masvidal. Oh yeah, that's right. Masvidal moves up to one seventy. Very close fight. It was really close. Yeah, yeah. Masvidal is a welterweight now. He's he was he was down at lightweight for a while. Yeah, yeah. So there was just two lightweights fighting at welterweight, and I think that I don't know, man. I think Henderson underestimated because it's Bellator, and he was like, like, well, I won these two fights at welterweight. You know, maybe that was where the money was, and he was like. I think I can do this as any fighter, I guess, probably should. But, you know, I don't think it was a good idea either. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll, think, we'll see how things play out for Benson. You know. So there's a couple of, like, uh, women f- women's fights. Um, I, I don't know who any of these ladies are. Me neither. I know Jermaine de Randomy just because Eugene Robinson saying her name. But I don't remember her as a fighter. I really don't, honestly. She's Dutch, the the Iron Lady. It's kind of yeah, cool. cool cool name, but yeah. you know, she's like uh, you know, it's like a comic book character sort of the Iron Lady. I like kind of like that. Yeah. But uh, the last three fights I think are pretty are going to be good fights, man. We got we got uh, Gunnar Nelson and Albert Tumanov. Yeah. And uh, what an interesting fight. Yeah, totally. You know, and uh, Gunnar's coming off a loss. To uh, Damian Two Maya. losses, right? Two losses. Oh, uh, I know at least one. He lost to Damian Maya recently. Let me see if he's got and two he lost losses. Her, oh, you know, he might have won Thatch. So I think he yeah, lost to Rick Story, beat, yeah. beat Thatch, and then lost to Maya. Yeah, he's got like a win-loss, win-loss kind of vibe going on. Yeah, his last fight was against Damian Maya, which he lost. And then he beat Brandon Thatch by, by knocking him out, which is like interesting, you know? Right, that was crazy. Yeah, and then Rick Story, he lost to him. So... Yeah. But uh, but yeah, this this is a, this is this is gonna be a good one, I think, man. Oh man, Tumanov is gritty. 
and you know he can stay in there. And that that last fight he was going against um, what's his name? Lorenz like the Larkin. tornado. Lorenz Larkin. Yeah, Lorenz fight. Larkin. Yeah. That's right. The hurricane. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I'm like, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on naming natural disasters. I'll eventually. The get tsunami. <laughs> so typhoon. El Nino. <laughs> Uh, the mudslide. The mudslide. Um, oh no, <laughs> no, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, man, I gotta go with Tumanov. I just don't. Nelson. I don't know, man. I mean, he was fun. I think he should be at one fifty-five. I think a Tumanov is just finding his rhythm, and he's he's strong. He seems big. He's gritty. He's mean. I mean, dude, I think that. He's going to get hit with some bad leg kicks, Nelson is. And uh, I don't think he's gonna, I just don't think he's going to win this one. I got Tumanov for two reasons. Number one, I definitely think he's going to beat him on a technical level. And number two, Another one, I just don't like SPG Gunner. Ireland. I don't like Gunner, and I don't like anyone from that camp. So I'm, always, I'm against anyone from that camp. I knew it. Full blast, or the fuck they're called. What's the SBG, name of it? SBG, right? SB, what does that stand for? Like full blast, right? Or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Also, Gunnar Nelson is just looks like a creep too, man. Like he just he looks like he's got the <laughs> eyes of like a he's got these dead eyes, man. He looks like a serial oh, killer. Dude. You know? It's awesome. Yeah, he's just a creepy looking guy, man. But yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like him, I, but I just don't think he should be fighting at welterweight. No, I mean he's, he's a talented like guy. Fighting at light heavyweight, you know. Agree. I totally agree with that. He's a talented guy, but I just can't back him. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, you know, I don't back anyone from that camp. So now the <laughs> the the next, the, I guess the co-main event is uh, it's kind of like the uh, Battle of the Walking Wounded, man. In my opinion. You it's know. brutal. Are these guys both on three fight losing streaks? I think so. And Silva. And it's like the co-main. It's like, ah. Uh... Yeah. They're both like recovering from like pretty serious medical setbacks. You know, Stefan Struve has like a uh, a heart condition. Right. Um. So he was out of commission for a while. Um. He lost to Jared Rochalt, who was now, that was such an ugly fight. Recently, that was terrible. Recently cut from the UFC too. Rightfully so. Yeah. It's terrible to watch. Uh, Mark Hunt beat him. Overeem beat him, and Struve defeated Minotaro Nogueira. But you know, Nogueira, I think, is could been hit a couple too many times. I think you know what I mean. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that was at UFC 190. That fight. So wow. so he's got, you know, he's re- seven feet tall. He's a big dude, you know what I mean? Dutchman, yeah. you know, fighting in Rotterdam. It's hometown, or a home crowd. You know, then yep. An- Antonio Silva, you know, what's the, you know, legitimately should be on TRT because he has a, right. an, I, he's one of the few guys, probably one of the only guys with an actual condition well, well uh, Dan Henderson, too, apparently has the same con- similar condition where he, he should, for health reasons, be on TRT. Interesting. Yeah. But neither one of those guys are fighting, can, can use the TRT. So so he's like, in my opinion, so is like compromised. I think if, if you have to do that for p- personal health reasons, then you should stay away from the sport. You know, you should retire. 
you know, you should think more about your, your health and your future, you know what I mean? But he's fighting, you know, no, TRT free. So He's getting smoked. And he's getting crushed by people. You know, Hunt knocked him out. Mir uh, knocked Frank him out. Frank Mir, Arlovsky. Um, yep. He beat uh, Sal Paleli. That was like the, the last the win that he's had. You know? Yeah, totally. But I mean, all, all like the, the main. So uh, this one, I mean, because for this reason alone, I feel like this fight is almost like a, a toss-up to see who, who can, who's going to last, really. You know? <laughs> it's like it's, it's almost a, like a loser leaves town i mean i think it probably oh, is yeah. i mean if struve lost it'd be like you know what more can we give you you're you know you keep on doing this and then if silva loses it's like dude you're on a four fight losing streak you know go fight in risen yeah that's that's pretty much how i feel about it but i i'm having a hard time making a pick because i don't you know i don't i don't necessarily know like which guy's going to perform the worst in some ways, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. You know, which is a shame because those these guys used, you know, at one point they had like they had some traction, they were both succeeding, you know. Yeah, so Silva crushed Fedor. You yeah. know, honestly, yeah. if he loses, Silva loses, that's a fight that Fedor should be like, "Yes, I want that rematch right now." Immediately. Actually, and then if Silva goes over to fight in Ryzen or M1 or whatever the hell it is, he can go back on TRT. Totally. And then he might, we'll see what happens. Like, he won't be, uh, you know, restrained by the Wasada, you know, USADA, uh, you know, rules. Yeah. So that, that makes perfect sense. So it would be probably the best thing for, for Silva if he loses. If he loses, <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. So um, the main event is uh, it's two fighters that I really like, both, you know, Alistair Rareem and Andre Arlovsky. You know, I'm a longtime fan of Andre Arlovsky's. The real drama here is that they're both in the same camp. It's crazy. I can't believe that they're like teammates in their. This is weird matchmaking. It, it really you know, is. Arlovsky's coming off that loss. So why are they having him fight Overeem? It's such weird matchmaking. I just don't. I, I mean, I guess everyone else is booked up. But I, I don't really get it. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Arlovsky got beat by Miocic. Orlovsky has defeated, uh, you know, Frank Mir, Travis Brown. The Travis Brown knockout was pretty, be pretty beautiful, actually. He beat Silva. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that that was like a pretty brutal fight, man. That was like a, the standing knockout. You know what I mean? It was nuts. He knocked Travis Brown. And I don't even think Travis Brown knew he was knocked out when he got knocked out. You know. And uh, you know, Overeem. Kind of resurrected his career, really. You know, he's on three straight wins. You know, um, you know, he kind of was one of those guys where it's like, okay, he was underperforming for a while. You know, then he got pinched for uh, you know PEDs. Surprise! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the guy looked like the Incredible Hulk, man. She is crazy. There's that one photo of him on the internet where he's hitting like a most muscular or something. And it literally looks like a heavy metal, like airbrush, you know, like from that the magazine Heavy Metal, like one of those. Totally, like, man. Like he was on the like side of someone's van in the 70s. <laughs> and he like came to life. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> so he, he went, he's been through that, you know, but now it's like, you know, he's putting together a, a pretty nice uh, string of, of victories, you know, three fights. Um, this fight, though. 
it, like both of these guys tend to fight a little conservative at times. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when, when Arlovsky fights conservatively, it doesn't really go well for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But totally. I, but I think that Overeem, when he fights conservatively, somehow is manages to edge people out. You know? Because he's super powerful. He's super technical. Yes. So when he hits you, you know, and it builds up, it, you know, he'll wreck you. But he's also really slow. Yeah. He is. And, you know, this one, 100% is going to be a kickboxing fight. I mean, these guys are both going to stand and just, just kickbox, which is cool. I'm down with that completely, you know. Clinch work, you know, good kicks, good, you know, good combinations. It's going to be good. For me, someone who enjoys the stand-up game, I really, I really look forward to this one. You know, two big guys, like, duking it out. You know, it's going to be good. I'm going to have to make a decision, though, here, and... I hate to say it, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Overeem by decision. Hmm. It's yeah, it's tough because it's like what Arlovsky shows up because I think that uh, aggressive Arlovsky has the hand speed and the footwork to win because neither yeah. of these guys have good chins. No, not yeah. Well, well, all right. It's that people say that, but when you get a guy that's like 270 pounds punching you in the face. It's different than definitely, a guy who's 185 pounds punching you in the face, you know. So I, I, no one has a good chin, you know, at this in this weight class. You know what right. I mean? So because like the such the, these guys are such powerful men, you know. Yeah, very, very, very valid point. Um, oh, it's tough because neither of these guys are, you know, uh, bringing up uh, Eugene again on this one, man. Something he says is gicked. Guy I can't trust. <laughs> and both of these guys are certifiable gifts. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say because, like, like Arlovsky when he he beat Frank Mir by decision, and he fought super conservatively, and there was like a, one of the most boring fights I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, and uh, and that if that Arlovsky shows up against Overeem, I think Overeem will defeat him. Right. You know what I mean. If, like, the Arlovsky shows up that's, like, aggressive and pushing the pace, then I think he beats Alistair Overeem. Well, let me see. Totally. What, what was Arlovsky's last fight was? Uh, oh, against Miocic. Miocic. Yeah, and he yeah. lost. That's why it's so weird they're making this fight. It's crazy. Yeah. So what do you think, as far as title shot implications, this fight, does these guys are both a couple fights away from, from being any Overeem's other. not. They want Overeem to win. They want He's the next... And tell you the truth, that while I do want Arlovsky to win because I like him yeah, as a I, fighter, I like him, he seems yeah. like a really genuinely nice person. Totally. Um, Overeem, uh, probably not so much, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Anyways, um, I do want Overeem to fight Verdum because I want Verdum to get that rematch because I think he can totally win that rematch. Overeem. No, oh, Verdum. Verdum. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because Overeem beat him in uh, Strike Force at the end of the, I think it was the end of the Grand Prix, maybe is what it, I don't remember what the hell it was, and um, it was close. And uh, I, I, I want Verdum to get that rematch. If the Arlaski show that shows up now, this is another thing to consider too. 
Travis Brown was another former teammate of, of Andre Arlovsky, right? And Andre, yeah, but he went to Glendale Fight Club, which is like the worst. Right. But what I'm trying to say, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm just, all I'm saying is that they were both used to be on the same team, right? The Arlovsky that showed up to that fight knocked Travis Brown the fuck out, okay? See, I'm trying to do a little, some logic here, you know what I mean? These two guys, I know that I, I'm like just trying to figure out a way to make it so I want because I really do want Arlovsky to win. You know what I mean? You're right, though. I mean, what if that's like a part what if, of it? Is what like, if that's part of the logic? What if that's part of the of the of the, the psychology that he has? It's like, well, you know, we train together. I know what's up with this guy. I know what to expect. So I'm gonna. I know how to how to push the fight the right way. Right. Um, so the Arlovsky in this case, you know, they're on. They currently are on the same team. You know. Winkle John and Greg Jackson are are going to be cornering him, okay? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the way. It's like they had to make a decision, and because Olavsky had seniority, they chose that they made the decision to corner him. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. So, if with these scenarios sort of coming together, this may give Olavsky the sort of you know, resources to go ahead and fight the fight that he needs to fight to defeat Overeem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. He came out and he just took it to Travis Brown, man, like on that fight. That was like a first-rounder. That was a first-round knockout. It was crazy. That was a nuts. That was a crazy fight. Super aggressive, man, you know, and maybe that's yeah. what he needs to do. I mean, because he's – I think he's fast. I mean, you know, Overeem's not that quick. And I, and I think Arlovsky tends on the on the faster side for the heavyweights. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. You know they're they're both great technical kickboxers too. You know. Definitely, the kicking game goes to Overeem, and the yeah. boxing game goes to Arlovsky. And and that's interesting about it. In terms of like interesting stylistic matchup, I understand the matchup. Right. But in terms of pitting someone who's coming off of three wins against someone who just lost, even though he had three wins before that. Yeah. It's still kind of weird. Just a quick quick aside. How do you think Miocic still fits into the into the title shot um, picture? Because he was like knocking uh, at he was knocking at the door for a while, you know? He was right there. He's right there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with him. It's tough to say, because now you got Brown versus uh, Velasquez. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they have Miocic, Velasquez. I mean, who's Verdum's? Wait. Wait a minute. Wait. Uh. Hold, uh Verdum's fighting Miocic in Brazil. Wait. Hold on a second. Next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny. How does? I was like. Is that true? Yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, you're right. What do you do with him? And then I'm like, wait, he's he's a title shot. Huh. It's that crazy Brazilian card, which is like oh, UFC 200 fuck. on Brazilian crack. Wow, this is like a really ridiculous thing that we just did here. Oh, hey, man, don't rope me into it. I'm telling <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we go. UFC 198. UFC, all right, Verdun there you go. Miocic. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's also fighting on the same, my, uh, I think my girlfriend, 
uh, Chris Cyborg yes. is fighting on, on that card too. Leslie Smith, is that who she's fighting? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's I don't wanna say I almost went somewhere too far, but Leslie Smith is in some deep trouble. Yeah. She's screwed. Yeah, I, I know that, man. She's, I mean, Cyborg's going to, like, jump all over her, man. Yeah. It's going to be disgusting. How do you think Cyborg and Holly Holm would play out? That, there's actually, I think that's, that would be an interesting fight, really. <sighs> it's tough to say because Cyborg's so, she's not slow. She's super powerful. Yeah. You know, I think that if Holm could stay on the outside and pick her apart, then that would work. But I feel like if Cyborg like hits her a couple times, it's like it's over. Yeah, it lights out. It's over. She grabs a hold of you. Forget about it. You know, it's funny, man. I find myself oddly attracted to Chris Cyborg. Not I know it's so funny. Not when she's getting into the cage, but when she's not cutting weight, which right. would which would make her probably about 170 pounds. You know, that she's got her hair down, and you know, she's like not all ripped up and everything. Her and Joanna Young Jacek are like my, my two my two like girlfriends in the UFC. Both of them. So man. different. Both of them are different. So different. Yeah. But Joanna, once again, when she's like cutting weight, forget about it. She looks like a scarecrow. Yeah, but when yeah, she's, she looks like looks like a legitimate crackhead. I say crackhead yeah. a lot, but she legitimately looks like a meth head. She does, big time. But when she's like not cutting weight, she's pretty she's pretty fine, man, in my opinion. Yeah, she's pretty, yeah. Yeah. When she's, she's cutting like weight, you're Polish, like Polish, you know, those Eastern meth Europe. Head. Eastern European, like, good looks, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I know. It's funny. It's weird. Yeah, I, I get I, I get a lot of criticism from people when I say these things about the two of them. <laughs> but, you know. Anyway, I'm sorry out there for not knowing that Stipe Miocic was fighting uh, Fabrizio Verdum next weekend. <laughs> There's, like, a fight every three days, you know? How do we remember? And shit gets canceled, shit gets redone, you know? Yeah, actually, uh when when is the international fight week? Is that the lead up for two hundred? It must be. Yeah, You're, yeah, it must be. Because that's like when there's like three days of fighting. There's three days of MMA. Oh yeah, it gets crazy. Yeah, it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's like fights those three days in a row, which is cool. Shit gets real. Yeah, it's totally cool. I like that. And they start late enough, like on Thursdays, where I can come home and watch the whole thing. Which that's is right, cool. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, you know, so it's like, it's you know, it should be a good. Uh, Good good times with that. You know what else is really exciting is the um, Bellator kickboxing. I haven't watched that yet, but I'm I'm uh, intrigued by that. Yeah, yeah. There's like because there's you know Paul Daly. There's like some some decent guys there, and uh, Glory. There's a pretty pretty cool Glory event coming up with uh, Joe Schilling. Um, you know he's he's uh has a rematch against uh, Wilmus. What the hell's that guy's name? Um. He defeated Wilness. There was like a. It was the last fight that they had. He he got injured during the fight, and uh, Schilling got the got the win on that one. Huh. It was in glory. It was like one of the one of the, like a glory from like a few months ago. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. But he has a rematch against the champion now, right? Uh, hold on a second, Schilling. I remember watching the last Schilling fight, but I don't. I don't. Oh, that was the, that was a a, a, sh- a short. That was against some dude that was like um, a sort of uh, he he was like a a short notice fill in replacement or something. Oh right. Yeah. 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 It was J- Jason Wilness. It was Glory Twenty Four. They um, he got the win, 
but it was controversial because um you know it was like he got injured during the fight Schilling was winning by points but then Wilness like caught him and I was like oh no and then he he got injured and then they they stopped the fight so huh yeah so this is a rematch for that and that's that's an upcoming glory fight glory kickboxing fight you know so that, that I'm looking forward to that you know and the thing was when when Schilling got caught it was, I, I'm like, oh, wow. This is probably because it's too soon after he got knocked out in Bellator. That, I think Joe should stay away from MMA, man. Yeah, man, that was very close. That was very soon after that, and it was like, man. Yeah, and it's funny. The, the knockout that he got, it, I, I attribute that to the small gloves. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, as you know, you can, you can block differently with, with boxing. Oh, people. totally, totally. It's, like, a totally different But it's, game. like, don't take a concussion lightly, you know? No, Don't, no. like, get knocked out, and then I'm going to fight kickboxing nine days later. It's, like, oh, dude. Against a specialist like Jason Wilness. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all those guys in glory are fucking murderers, man. Like, those guys are all top, top European-style kickboxers, man. Like you can't take any of those fights lightly, you know. I think Raymond. Yeah. I think Raymond Daniels is fighting in Bellator kickboxing. Hmm. He's another good fighter. He's like got the crazy. You know, he's like a karate based guy. He's got a lot of crazy like. Oh, kicks. that guy! I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, he fought uh, Nikki Holskin a couple times, and Holskin just like, like Muay tied him to death. You know what I mean? Daniels landed that. Uh like spinning 360 hook kick last year or something. That shit was crazy. Yeah. But uh, he, not enough to defeat Nikki Holskin. He yeah. Just, he just came up. He just like fought like a textbook, like Dutch style Muay Thai clinic on the guy, you know, super controlled, you know, very technical and, and ultimately picked him apart. You know, that dude's another guy that doesn't have any emotions. I don't know if you've ever, you ever seen him. He's like uh, after the fight. Yeah, I've seen a couple couple fights of his under your uh, recommendation. Yeah, he's just like good fight a good fight. We'll do better next time. <laughs> just like no emotions, man. It's so funny, you know. So anyway, that's it, man. That's that's the uh, the fight card coming up on Sunday. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, thanks again, everyone out there. I just recently had my one hundredth issue, one uh, hundredth episode. I saw that. Yeah, it's cool, right? Hell yeah, man. It's That's freaking awesome. Congratulations. Good times, you know. Yeah, man. All right, man. So uh we'll 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 hit this again next next Wednesday too, right? Next Wednesday, man. We'll stay on top of this. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. All right, dude. Fuck yeah. Have a good night. All right, you too, man. Take Peace. care. Peace. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, and they gave me this, um, like one of these like plastic like kiss boots, you know, like this fucking weird, you know, boot where you put your foot in and you sort of mobile. It keeps the ankle like steady so you can walk around. So, um, you know, I've been in, going to physical therapy for you know twice a week, and you know they prescribed me that, and um, just like in the last like week or so, I'm able to like move around, like get on my toes and shit. So, uh, so today was like the first day back, you know, to like, I didn't, I, I went easy. Like I didn't, I just, I do like the boxing class. Like I didn't throw any kicks or anything. Right. And, um, 
you know, and I, I didn't jump any rope, but I just did all the other, like, you know, like uh, conditioning stuff besides uh, jumping the rope. And you know, I was just like a little sore, but I'm cool, you know. But yeah, when the next morning, that shit was like fucking swollen like a motherfucker, man. Yeah, it was a fucking drag. It sucks. Pissed. That was, was like, like four weeks ago? It was like four weeks ago, man. Yeah. And then, so the week later, same dude broke his shoulder. Yeah. Doing what? I have no fucking idea. Like, the guy who does PT on me, he also trains there. And yeah. he, he was like, hey, what was the guy's name that you were that, that, that you were